Hello, Minnesota Twins fans, and welcome to episode 13 of Minnesota Twins Chat. I am your host, Troy Larson, and joining me here in the Minnesota Twins Chat studios is my dad, Craig Larson. How's it going tonight, Dad? Good night, Troy. Good night? No, it's been a good night. Oh, it's been a good night. Now I now I hear you. Yes. Um, well, be, before you and I get into topics here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to announce that this month... I plan doing three episodes. Uh, this week will be the episode of my dad and I. And then on first, well, somewhere around the 21st, I don't know for sure yet. I don't have anything set in stone, but I, I would like to have our buddy Don Wardwell back on here, and we're going to discuss the playoffs and the pennant races and stuff like that. And then last week, I plan having uh, dad, my dad, Craig Larson, back here in the studio, and we're going to kind of do a maybe like a preview of the playoffs on the Minnesota Twins end and uh, tie, tie up some loose ends on the season. So how does that sound, Dad, for our month's schedule? That should work. Oh, uh, yeah. So we'll just, but uh, I, since I don't know exactly, we, since I don't know when exactly when I'm going to re- release these, subscribe to however you follow this podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, it's even on um, Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. So just uh, search wherever you listen to your podcast, and you should find Missile Twins Chat. So anyway, um, when, we, when we were last recording, the Minnesota Twins were about to start what I thought was going to be the stretch of the season of 15 games that was going to make or break the season. And after those 15 games, here's where we stand. We are five games, no, six games, technically, in front of the Cleveland Indians. Uh, and during the 15-game stretch, we, we were swept by the uh, Milwaukee Brewers Took three out of four against the Texas Rangers here at Target Field. Uh, were beaten by the Cleveland Guardians two out of three at Target Field. Went out of road, won two out of three against Texas, and then two out of three against Cleveland at the their, their ballparks. And I, I'd like to get your take on what what are you what are your observations during these past fifteen games overall. Well, you, you know, the, the Texas series and the Cleveland series, the most recent ones that they played on the road, the Twins did. Um, it's too bad that the game yesterday, when the Twins only could come up with two hits, and they lost the game by a run. Um, seemed like we're back, right back in that same rut of not not getting the bat on the ball very often and also striking out. I think yesterday they had 11 again, but the two games prior to that, um, they played well and scored quite a few runs. And then I think the last game of the Texas series, when they had to, they had won the first two, I can't recall the score exactly of that game, but they they did get some they did some did some hitting that game, but they just not enough to win the game. So, I mean, winning four out of six on the road is good. I guess you always like to see it be a little bit better because if they could have won that game yesterday against Cleveland, that would have made it uh, very difficult for Cleveland because first of all. In the season, head-to-head um, between the two teams, Cleveland has is has won seven games and the Twins six. So, if there should be a tie, 
the tiebreaker will go to Cleveland and had the Twins won yesterday, it had been just in reverse. So instead of having an eight, it could have, which could have been an eight-game lead, it's almost like a nine-game lead, right? No, well, it's a well, it's you mean a if five they, if they had won. Well, yeah, yeah it's almost like a nine-game lead in a way because yeah. you know, um, be because if. We had tied with Cleveland at the end of the season since we'd won with season series. Yep. Seven to six. We would have been the Central Division winner. Yep. And now we are at what's a six game uh, lead going into today. And Cleveland does play tonight at Anaheim. So it's a six. But, you know, looking at it the way we're looking at the, if the Twins had won, it's kind of like a five game lead. So, because they tied, they tied. Um, this way, Cleveland would would end up getting the getting the uh, division. So, and yeah, I don't know if the Star Tribune had a misprint, but they said it was a five and a half game lead for the Twins. Yeah, I, that is that isn't right. No, because yeah, you know, um, it's, you know, it's just you know, there, there's so many var- variables in this in this thing, and. You know, I know we read off the schedules last time for how what Cleveland and Minnesota had yeah. left, and I don't remember now. But what I can tell you, can tell you for sure, on the twin side, we have three against the uh, New York Mets, three against the Tampa Rays next week, four against the Chicago White Sox, three against the Cincinnati Reds, and then we come back home play three against the Los Angeles Angels, three against Oakland, and then three against. The Colorado Rockies at Coors Field in in Denver. Now I don't know what Cleveland necessarily all is left, but I know they do. But I know they do have the the uh, Anaheim Angels four games, and beyond that I can't remember. I'll okay. look. At, I'll look at it real quick here. Just hang on here. Um, tonight the Cleveland and they play a four gamer. I we know that at Anaheim, which started tonight, and I just checked the score zero zero after four innings. So that's where that's where they're at. Yeah, this is while we're recording this. It'll be different when you probably hear us tomorrow. Yep. Well, then they after that they go to San Francisco for three. They're off on Thursday of next week. Then they have Texas at home for three. At Kansas City for three. Baltimore at home for four. Cincinnati at home for two, and then they're at they close out the season at Detroit. It's and, not exactly an easy schedule for Cleveland. No, because they are facing some teams who are still in the hunt. In fact, San Francisco, Texas, um, Baltimore, and Cincinnati, the games are important to all those teams as of right now. As of right now. Um, so, but, but, you know, we we got to take care of business one game at a time, yeah. and Cleveland's going to take, take, take care of business one game at a time right now. Yeah, as long as we win, it doesn't matter what Cleveland does. Nope, it does not matter what Cleveland does. And yes, and uh, we'll, we will see what what these uh, next weeks will bring for us. That's right. So anyway, where I would like to go next, I would like to talk about the the more recent performances of some of the uh, players and the Twins. Uh, and we will circle back to playoffs discussions here, I think, towards the end of the show. Um with a look at the standings and stuff like that, but the probably the most impressive performance on the Twins is in the offense 
in Royce Lewis. Royce Lewis, especially in this stretch, um, he has had three grand slams. And on Monday, he had six RBIs. Uh, against against the uh, Cleveland Guardians and the uh, twenty to six victory for the Twins. What are your observations on the Roy Lewis from from what you have seen, Dad? Well, I I think maybe I've mentioned during some of the past shows that if he's healthy, I think he's a very very good player. Um, and you know, other than you know when he's when he's played this year, he's been pretty good. Um, and he's you know he's, he's he has not played much the last since the COVID year, has he? Very little with the COVID year, and then we had he's had two knee surgeries. Yeah, well, yeah, because obviously during the COVID uh, year of restrictions, he did not play in play in any actual competition. He he might have, I think he was at St. Paul, but I don't know if how much. I think he may have been too, but I, that that wasn't much so either. Yeah, but that was the uh, extra player site in St. Paul, right? So, yeah. if they did it via Saints, uh, via Saints, CHS field, and you know it's just amazing four Grand Slams, and I don't know I don't know how many at bats he's had so far in his major league career. Uh, I'll check that here real quick. Um, he had forty last year, and he has one hundred seventy four this year, so two hundred fourteen. That is amazing. Yep, and he has in two hundred fourteen at bats. He has. 44 RBIs. You know, that's not even quite half a season. Yep, and he has 13 home runs. No. You know, but, no. you know, and you said this before, Tom Kelly has said that it takes a 1,000 at-bats to figure out, to, to really figure out where a player is going to be. But Yep. No, he's he's been very impressive. It's not just his hitting either. He's a good, you know, he plays well in the field. He's... He's got some speed on the bases. He's got some power. Obviously, if he hits the grand, if he hits those grand slam home runs. But he does have 11, 11 home runs this year and one hundred and seventy four at bats. Which, you know, if you if you think out if he had five hundred or whatever, he'd be in the he'd be in the thirties. Well, uh, if he yeah, if he uh, keeps up the uh, current pace, yeah, if he kept up the pace, and he may even do better than that. You never know. He's a very impressive young player. Just hope he can stay healthy, and he seems to enjoy playing too. He's having fun, so yeah, he's he's it makes he's a difference maker. There's no doubt about that. No, there is no doubt about it. Um, and if somehow if they ever could get all of their players who you would think would be um, make up the starting lineup of their team, which we never have had all year, um, it might become very interesting. But as of right now. Um, that isn't happening. You know, it's, it was disappointing when we heard that Buxton was was shut down again. Was it three, four days ago? Yep. Um, and we'll get into a little more of that here in a minute. But yep. um, but you know, it sounds like Alex Kirilov is coming back here maybe this weekend, isn't it? Yep. Maybe this weekend. I I know he was going to play yesterday, and then he was going to play tonight. I think. Okay. So. Um, or, or maybe not tonight. I don't know. I, just, I you know, I just can't really remember what all read. But it's, well, actually, I know for sure he's going to play him a fifth, and he, and he was going to play yesterday too. So okay, we did get Willie Castro back. Um, 
Are there any other, uh, other than Nick Gordon, are there any other position players who, other than Nick Gordon and Buxton who are rehabbing or will be? Is that it? That's it for a position player. Urban Kirofen. Okay. And then, and then, of course, we got the pitching to it with some of the pitchers still. Yeah, there's, there's three big names, the pitching, if, the, if, if any of them can come back and be you know, healthy and as effective as what they're expected to be. You know, you got Paddock and you got Akala and you got um, Stewart. Um, Stewart pitched really well this year until whatever happened to him. And um, I think he had some soreness in his arm. Okay. And you, even getting one of those guys back would, back would make a difference. Yep. Well, this is what I can tell you. Chris Paddock. He started his rehab assignment yesterday. I don't know. He actually did him at three innings. He was scheduled to pitch. Or, yep. But he was going to pitch yesterday at Fort Myers. Okay. So. We'll see what happens to those three. And be nice to be able to see the whole team. Whether we will or not, that remains to be seen. So, you know, there's there are some guys who have kind of turned it on, too, um, since the All-Star break. One of them is Max Kepler. Yep. Another one, Jorge, Jorge Polanco, is playing really well right now, too. And they do make a difference when they're playing and playing well. Carlos Correa, you know, he's, he's, he seems like he's streaky as far as his hitting, but he, he is very solid in the field. There's no doubt about that. And Ryan Jeffers has been pretty good, too. Another guy we haven't even mentioned yet who has made a big difference all year is um, Donovan Solano. Donovan Solano. Yep, he's played well. He's and he's he's hitting the clutch and hit well for them this year. That that was a good pickup. And Willie Castro is when he's been healthy has been because he's was it thirty stolen bases now. Yep, thirty stolen bases. This is the first time the Twins have had a thirty stolen base guy since two thousand twelve. Okay. With um, Ben Revere when he stole forty. Yep. Okay. And I don't. I. I you gotta like the fact that. Castro can play a lot of different positions too and play reasonably well. And Solano in the infield, um, we haven't seen him play shortstop. We've seen him play third base, haven't we, a little bit? Yes, we have. But even though he's played first base and second base, and he's hit. So and he's a veteran player. So he was a good pickup too. Just hope we can be healthy and of the guys who are playing right now and also some of the guys who aren't playing, they can get back to being healthy, and we see what we got. Well, the thing about Solano right now is, um, I, you know, I just wonder if Rocco is not being totally upfront with us about it, uh, uh, about maybe potential injury with, with Solano. It kind of seems like that. I mean, he was on the IL for uh, earlier... Um, during August, and uh, was it a hamstring issue, or what was it? Uh, something like that, I think, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember at the top of my head what it was, but Solano was uh, out for a, for a brief period, but but he missed yesterday's game, and Rocco did not, he just said that Solano had something going on with him, but he did not disclose what it was via injury. Yeah, I, I know that too. And I don't know about you, but I, you know, the whole Buxton situation, which mm-hmm. we're going to probably dive into here shortly, you know, 
Harbor Twins, you know, why doesn't Rocco come out and say, okay, here's what's going on. We need to take him, you know, we, we need to give him a couple days break. You know, I think there's still plenty of fans who follow the Twins who still operate that, hey, these guys can play every day. You know, when you, when you say that, um, of the how many games the Twins at right now? 140? 140. The most anybody's played this year. Kepler's played 111. Joey Gall's played 111. Carlos Correa's played 126. Kyle Farmer's played in 100. That doesn't mean he's played full games in 100 either. Willie Castro, 105. Solano, 119. So the top amongst all those players, Michael A. Taylor's played 120 also. Is I would guess it's probably Correa. Yep, and then um, Solano second. Yep. You know, and even Correa playing in 126. There's still 16 games he hasn't played in. And there used to be times years ago. You know, it's not that long ago. Even on the Twins, we had guys. I mean, Morneau. I think that one year he played 163, didn't he? He played in every game they played, plus that the uh, game 163. Yeah, the uh, Metrodome. Yeah, yeah well, and, and Cray has not played 14 games. Was so kind of correct what you said because it was only 140 games. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay, and then uh, you look just like at the at the hitting. Um, Cray has the most hits on the teams, 100, 111. Solano's 101. And that's it for guys over 100. That's pretty amazing. That's uh, Kepler's at 92. And it, I don't. There's not a chance in the world hardly anybody's gonna have 150 by the end of the year. I don't see that happening. 100 either. Which is pretty remarkable, but you know, it kind of goes goes to show you how important you know the improvements and from for the most part with the pitching staff, especially the starters, has been this year. It isn't like we're exactly tearing the cover off the ball. No, it's not. Um, you'd like to see some more production. I ho- I hope they can get some of those relief and other guys back that we the three we mentioned. To put in the bullpen, that would help a lot. That would if, if they're healthy. Yeah, that would definitely help a lot. Another thing that's looking too at Korea that Korea does have sixty two RBIs this year, leading the twins and Kepler's at fifty two. You know, that's another amazing thing. We have no hundred RBI guy. And we won't. We won't even be close. I mean, mm-hmm. If Korea even finishes with 90, which I don't don't think he probably will, I don't know what you think, but you know he's. Uh, I don't think he will either. But he's 28, 28 away from that with 22 games to go. I highly doubt that's no, going to happen. No, I. And you, then you even mentioned a guy like um, Royce Lewis. I got to find him here on here real quick. I hope. Okay, Royce Lewis has played in 46 games, and he has 39 RBIs. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's, in some ways, it's almost surprising they're doing as well as they are when you look at these offensive stats they have. That's, you know, in not none of none of these players are going to play even close to all to all hundred hundred sixty games of a season. No, no, they won't. And some of the important players, Max Kepler's played one hundred eleven, so he's sat out and been out for twenty nine. That's yeah, right. but I think he had. He might, I know he had. If I recall correctly, he did have at least one one period where he was on the uh, IL. Okay. Then Jorge Polanco, I think, has been as good a player as anybody in that team has been since the All Star break. You know, overall, obviously, Royce Lewis has been good here the last whatever 
month, whatever amount of time, but Flacco's only played in 66 games, and yet he's got 41 RBIs. So, and he has 12 home runs. And he's he's steadily brought his batting average up to. He's at 260 now, which is actually pretty good on the Twins. Um, he's He makes a difference when he's playing. There's no doubt about it. But same story. We need to, get to keep these guys healthy. Yep, and let's touch on, and by the way, one thing I didn't mention is Michael A. Taylor. I don't think I yeah, did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's out with a hamstring strain, but he should be back soon. Yep, he's he's been a, he was a good pickup by them. He's he's only at two twenty nine average, but you know he's had some big hits and surprising power for for a guy. He has twenty home runs. He's and he's a pretty good outfielder. It'd just be fun to see them if they could have everybody healthy and Buxton playing in the outfield too, which I'd say is very questionable if he ever is going to this year again. Yep, and and we'll touch on that here. Yep. Um, should we touch on it now? I think we should. Okay. So we have kind of eluded to the fact that Byron Buxton, uh, he did go out on rehab, but then last Friday he was taken out of his second game, and the reports were is that he had soreness in the right in the right patella tendon of his knee. And now when you look at what is what has transpired this season, the quotes from Rocco, when he says, Buxton is now not physically capable of playing in center field. This was back earlier in the season when, when the debate was, why isn't Buxton playing in, the center, playing in center field? And I just wondered, Dad, if Buxton was not fully healthy, and and because of a of a fact that he that he took you know time off because of the hamstring injury, mm-hmm. you know you know he was not as active. You know he rested up, and then now you have to go back into game into game speed uh, play. Yeah, you know could that have been a factor of his right? his right knee issues he's experiencing right now. The twins are saying that this is only going to be a temporary thing, but I mean, it was, and that it was expected, and that Buxton will... They have, they have stopped his rehab so that they can reset it at zero, so that they can they can put him back out there when he's ready to, to resume gameplay and not have to you know, be so worried about you know how much time he has left. You know because you can only rehab a, a player for twenty days, thirty days for for pitchers. So, okay. but you know, I, you know, and and I think recently Rocco had a quote about the whole thing too, and he's like that it was to be expected that Buxton was going to have this injury, you know, have these, have a soreness from playing center field and stuff like that from uh, ramping up to uh, playing games again. Which maybe is true. You know, it's maybe, you know, it is, yeah. It may be true, but what we're seeing right now certainly, certainly lets you believe that maybe it's not true either. You're, you know, you kind of become skeptical because of all the stuff that's gone on this year with him. Um. I don't know. You know, you've got to get the guy healthy enough so he can play. You know, 
I don't think he's probably ever been satisfied just you know sitting on the bench and being a DH. Um, and, and I just wonder, I just wonder, Bucks is more effective when he's actually playing in the field. I don't know about you, but that's what I'm thinking. Yep, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, he, when did he have that knee surgery? Last off season, or maybe maybe it was during last August or something. I I just can't remember. Remember all? I don't either. Just you know, <clears throat> will he have to have more surgery? It would not surprise me. Nope, would not surprise me at all. You you got to get him fixed if it's possible. You know, plus the fact they signed him to that um, new contract. When was that last year? Yep, it was before the 2022 season. $100 million for seven years, I think it was. Yeah, was that right before the Correa contract or after? It was before they brought in Correa for the first time. Okay. Yeah, get him healthy. And I'm sure everybody would be happy then. So. And get everybody healthy. So. Yeah. I don't know. Then, of course, they start out now tomorrow night. We started a series with the New York Mets, right? Yep, New York Mets. Who have not been playing up to the level people thought they were going to this year. They play, they spent a ton of money during the offseason on players, but of course two of them aren't there anymore. Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Yep. Both of them went to the, one went to Houston, Verlander did. Yep. And then Scherzer went to Texas. Yep. Um and I don't, those were trades, weren't they? Yep, those were trades. Um, I New York, I think, wanted to get out of, from uh, under their contracts. Yep, and I don't know who, who, I know they've got a ton of money to invest in Lindor. Who's the big guy they have, the home hunter, starts with an A? Uh, Pete Alonso. Alonso. They still do have him, don't they? Yep, they still got him. Um, Jeff... McNeil, he's their second baseman. He's a voice. Sometimes does play in the outfield. Uh, uh-huh. So you know they still got some key players yet. But um, I know tomorrow night the pitcher they have is, is there a is like a thirty year old rookie from uh, Japan. Well, actually, I, no, I don't think he's actually technically from Japan. But but I think he played. But I don't know. I have to. Um, but his, you know, he's have a pretty pretty respectable year, uh, ERA of three, you know, uh-huh. in the threes. Uh, I can't really remember what his name was. Okay. Who was going to pitch tomorrow night, but um, I don't know. I, I think he might be a Japanese player because it said that he has pitched for nine years in Japan. So. All right. Yeah, the, the Mets this year have been probably one of the biggest disappointments in all of baseball with the amount of money especially they've spent their their, uh, 11 games under 500 27 games behind the Atlanta Braves and in fourth place in the National League East so I think everybody's kind of surprised what's happened there and they almost have almost like they have to go for a complete reset because their two best pitchers are no longer there either yeah they do so but you know if the uh, Twins can uh, take advantage of that, you know, yep. that will be huge. Exactly. Yep. For, for the uh, Twins. So yep. that's that's where that's where it all starts out again now for the Twins. I just checked the score of the Cleveland Angels score, and I think it's um, 0-0 in the top of the sixth. I think Cleveland maybe had a guy. They have a guy on third right now with two outs. So. Uh, yeah, well, we will... 
Yeah, but but, but uh, tomorrow you'll be different. Uh, yeah. So uh, we will have a winner tomorrow. So um, you want to look at any of the other standings or not tonight? Um, well, just touch on the standings, but I'm going to probably put more focus on the standings for the next show I do. Whoever it's, um, whoever I've done on uh, or not, we'll see. Let's just take a look here. If you, if you want to do that, we can take a look at teams that probably have any hope at all of being in the playoffs this year. Yep. Um, division winner, leaders in, in the, the American League are Baltimore, who's got a four-game lead over Tampa. Um, the Twins are six up against, on Cleveland. And you have that um, logjam kind of in the American League West right now with Houston leading half game ahead of Seattle and three games ahead of Texas. Texas has kind of faltered since the All-Star break, haven't they? Yeah, and actually they have, they have really faltered since the middle of August. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know where Texas... Uh, I just wonder if they don't quite have enough. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, but you never know. You know, they do have some, they do have some playoff experience in that team. Uh, yeah. Corey Seager is a shortstop and, you know, he was on the Dodgers that won the World, that was in the World Series in 2018. And I think he was, I think he may have been on the 2017 Dodgers too, but I might be wrong there. Yeah. They, they could, they for, for a long time there this year. They were, I think they're one of the leading scoring, running scoring teams in uh, baseball, weren't they? Yep. And they also had a pretty solid pitching staff, but I think that's, but the, I think that's helped help them is the fact that they had you know they got a new stadium that has a retractable roof on it okay well in fact they are still leading the american league and run scored so Um, so that's kind of about the teams that we just mentioned right there texas seattle houston the twins let's see here baltimore Tampa. tampa and toronto's still in the mix too yet for possible wild card spot and I should tell you that Seattle has 10 games left at the end of the season, all with either Texas or Houston. That'll, those will make a difference. Yep, that I can tell you, but but I'll touch on it more next episode. Uh, okay. But Listen, Real quick, you want to do the National League? Yep, National League. Braves leading, leading the East. They got the best record in baseball. Philly's second. Miami is third, and they still are in the wild card hunt. Milwaukee is first with a two-game lead over the over the Cubs. Atlanta's up on Philadelphia by 14 in the in the East, and then Cincinnati is five and a half back, and they have 69 losses. They still have a shot for the wild card, but it's, it's starting to fade. Then the Dodgers, Arizona, Arizona's trailing the Dodgers by 13. San Francisco 70 to 70s for a while, or San Francisco was playing pretty well, but they've kind of fallen by the wayside again, too. You know, the Dodgers are an interesting story because a lot of our pitching, a lot of our starting pitchers have been out a lot of the season, but now, I've, now I see that one of our starters, uh, what's his name? What is his name? Uh, apparently, he pushed um, he pushed a woman at a soccer game or something, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think they might have been in a car or something. It might have been some kind of domestic situation going on there. Oh, really? What is his name? Huh. Is it Jose? Is it Julio? I can probably find it. He's got their their roster up here. What is his name? It's it's their it's one of the starting pitchers. Hmm. And I just read the article today. I can't remember the name. Oh, boy. It's uh, I think it's a Hispanic sounding name. 
Was it Almonte? Nope. Um. Wow. Gonzalez? Nope, not Gonzalez. Um. Kershaw? May? Hmm. Not real sure. <laughs> I don't see any name like that on here. I don't know. Yeah, because I know. Yeah, because I just read today and I just can't really remember the wife's name, but the name. Hmm. Okay. But well, let's go back to the East with Baltimore, with the uh, Miami Marlins. You remember the, the former twin, uh, Jorge Lopez? Yep. Guess what team he's now on, Dad? He he went. Did he go to the Marlins? We traded him there, didn't we? Yep, we traded him there. But no, now, now where is he at? Baltimore. Really? He's back to his his old team. Yes. Really? When did that happen? That happened. Um. Well, since he's not in the forty bed ro- the uh, roster by September first. Yes. Um. He will not be eligible to be in the playoffs. Oh, he can't be. Huh? N- nope. Well, how'd they get him back? Did, did uh Well I think Miami just let him go. Really? Huh. <laughs> well his ERA this year is six point two nine. Of course when he's on Baltimore, especially last year, he's an all star. Yeah, he was an all star. It seems as though when he came to twins things it's kind of collapsed on him. Yeah, they did. So hmm, which was you know, the twins had high hopes for him. I think I thought I think they thought they're getting something. You know, it's just kinda of like you look back to last year, those pitchers they got. Um, was it last year they got Pat, not Paddock and Pagan last year, was was it, that the year before? Um, it was at the start of 2022 that we got Paddock and, and Pagan. And who who was that trade for again? Oh, was it Taylor Rogers? Taylor Rogers and Brent Rooker. Okay. But last year, Malley and Lopez and, and Pat, not Paddock. Mike Former. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike uh, Fulmer. Okay, okay. Yeah, but he's no longer there either. I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah, he's on the Cubs. Okay. All right. So, yeah, yeah we'll just have to see what's going to happen here. If he's, mm-hmm. you know, these next few weeks, what's going to happen with all these teams, uh, how the Twins do. You know, there's a lot of things that could happen. Just looking real quick here, Jorge Lopez. For a relief pitcher, his record is six. He's record. He's won six games and lost two. And his ERA is six point two nine. Huh. It's hard to believe you're gonna. And he's he's walked twenty guys, and probably not a whole lot of innings either. He just looked like he was a complete mess this year. Of course, he had that issue where he shut down for a little while. The Twins are good some health, some help with his uh, mental state too. Yep. Well, uh, we'll see what happens. Yep. So. Anyway, uh, is that going to do it? I think we should wrap it. Yeah, we should. It's getting late, and I got to do some post-production work on this. So, to, to make it sound really nice. So Sure. Thanks for joining me tonight, Dad. And, yeah, uh, you bet. And uh, I will plan having you back here at the end of the season. Okay, let's hope for a good weekend by the Twins. Yep, this is a... Yeah, this is, I, hopefully the Twins can win two out of three against the Mets. Or, or three out of three. I like the sweet part. Oh, yeah. You know... And uh, hopefully, Anna, hopefully Anaheim can, can play better, even despite the fact they lost all those veteran players they got. Yep. So, um, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens, Dad. You bet. All right. Well, thanks for joining me tonight, Dad. Yep.
Well, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Troy Larson here. Uh, Bell's my dad, Craig Larson. Uh, just a couple of quick announcements before I sign off. If you'd want to contact the show, you can contact the show. The email address is mntwinchat, the number 48, at gmail.com. That's mntwinchat, the number 48, at gmail.com. And also, you can follow the show on Facebook. Just look up Minnesota Twins Chat on Facebook. And you can also message the show that way as well. So, now for my dad. His name is Craig Larson. I am your host, Troy Larson. So on, everybody. buddy.